Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Great stuff this morning. Well, why don't you open your Bibles if you brought your Bibles this morning. Phone Bible will work or physical Bible or whatever. Acts chapter 16. Open your Bibles to Acts 16. We're going to read the Word this morning. We're going to do a little condensed message and we're going to keep this to just an hour and get an opportunity to pray for some people at the end and then uh, enjoy the rest of our hopefully dry Sunday. But it's great, man. I'm so excited to be here this morning. feel like God is here this morning as well feel like God is with us this morning. Are there any lovers of Jesus in the house this morning? Come on, there we go. That got the response I was looking for. Acts 16 and verse 25. It says, It's about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. I wonder if there's people out here, St. Augustine Beach, listening to us worship God this morning. What a cool thought. The prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open... He drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice. Everybody say, loud voice. Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up to his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he'd believed in God. Lord, we just thank you for your word this morning. Father, we thank you that your word has the power to change our lives. Lord, thank you that your word goes before us, Father. It's behind us, it's in us, it's through us, and it's always working. Lord, thank you that your word never returns void. So this morning, Father, as we engage and we lean in, Father, speak to us, Lord. In this beautiful setting that you would have us do church in this morning, Lord, as as different as this is, Father, it's still church. It's still our opportunity for you to speak into our lives. It's still the opportunity that we have for you to, to speak to us, Father, to add something to our walk with you, Lord. Help us to have a dynamic faith, Jesus. Help us to have the type of faith where coming into a pavilion like this doesn't mean that we don't receive from you. It's not a break from our normal walk with you, Lord, but that you have something for us, Lord. Help us to engage. Help us to lean in. In Jesus' name, and the whole church said together, Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to continue the series, Living the Dream. It feels this morning like we're living the dream. 
feels this morning like this is the dream. I don't know if I ever had a dream about what our church would look like, but I guess I did. But doing church inside the Pier Pavilion probably wasn't something that I pictured in my head. But man, I'm so glad that God has brought it about because this is living the dream. This is building the church. This is seeing God do amazing things. So I want to continue that series today, Living the Dream. It's a new series that I believe God wants to speak to us out of the depth of love that He has for us. Because living the dream is so much more than just a hashtag or a saying, but it's a life God wants you to live. God wants you to live the dream. I spoke last week about prioritizing God, pursuing God, pleasing God. But before all that, I talked about one of the most searched for verses in the YouVersion Bible app is Jeremiah 29.11. And we all know the verse, it talks about God having plans for people. It talks about God having a hope for you. It talks about God having something great down the road for you. And see, that's what I believe is on the inside of every single person is they sit there and they wonder, does God have a good life for me? Does He have something that is good for me in the future? And I believe, friend, this morning He does. He has a dream for you. And we can all live that dream. Does anyone believe that this morning? So this morning, I want to bring part two of the series. But here's the deal. In loving our Heavenly Father, our God, and as we increase our love for Him, I spoke last week that only we can determine the depth of love that we have for God. Nobody else can do that for us. Wouldn't it be great if you could just say to your mom or your dad or whoever your overseer is when you're a kid and you just say, hey, can you just make sure I have love for God or can you press a button or download an app and that determines, no, we can't go anywhere else. It's only us that can determine the depth of love that we have for God. So as we increase our love for God, because about living the dream, point number one was we've got to love God. But point number two this morning is we've got to love people. Point number two is love God. Key number two is love God. You want to live the dream, love God and love people. People are part of it. I wonder if you love the people in your world. I wonder if you love the people that you're surrounded by. I mean, this is kind of cool just preaching right here, looking out and thinking about all the people that are around us. Thinking about how on any given day, this place is just filled with people. Come down here on a Wednesday to the farmer's market and there's just people everywhere. I wonder if you love the people that are around you. I wonder if you love the people that God has put in your world. I think it's a valid question from time to time to ask God, why? Why have you put these people around me? Maybe it's one of those heart cries, why God? Why have you put these people around me? Maybe you might say that at work sometimes. Why God? But you see, I'm convinced that you can't go into a deep dive loving God and being in this deep relationship with God without then turning around and facing out and loving people. There's just no way that you can have a heart for God and not have a heart for people. Is there anyone with me this morning? Come on, don't get quiet. You cannot have a heart for God And at the same time, not have a heart for people. It just can't work out that way. In fact, I dare you to try it. I dare you to try loving God with everything you've got and then not being able to love people. It's just not possible. I mean, it's all through Scripture, but let's look at what Jesus modeled for us. This is in 
Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, he's speaking to the disciples about the harvest. And it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages in that area. This is Matthew 9. Teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, he healed every kind of disease and illness. But listen to this in verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Other translation says he was moved with compassion. He was moved when he saw people. And it says he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. That's something else I think about right now. I think about right now in this spot, the opportunity that we have as a church to be here this morning. Yeah, we're worshiping God together as a church, but look at the world that we could reach together as we build the church. Look at the people out there that need Jesus. Look at the, the restaurants. Look at the bars down A1A Beach Boulevard. Wouldn't it be true? Wouldn't it be amazing if we could build a type of church where we look out and we love God with everything we have, but we love people as well. We're the type of church, we just love people. We want to see people in this pavilion. We want to see people in our church. We want to see people worshiping God with everything they have. You cannot love God without also loving people. But there's other, there's other examples as well in Matthew 20. This time I'm reading from the message and Jesus is continuing to do miracles. This time he's, in, he's leaving Jericho and a huge crowd followed him. Suddenly they came up. Two blind men sitting alongside the road. They came up upon them. When they heard it was Jesus passing through, they cried out. They said, Master, have mercy on us. Mercy, son of David. The crowd tried to hush them. But they got all the louder. I love that. They tried to squash them. They tried to put them down. They tried to say, hey, be quiet. Be quiet. This is the son of David. Be quiet. And it says they got even louder. (laughs) I pray we'd be a loud church when it comes to worshiping Jesus. Jesus stopped and called them over. He says, what do you want from me? They said, Master, we want our eyes opened. We want to see. And it says this, listen to verse 34. Deeply moved, deeply moved, Jesus touched their eyes. They had their sight back that very instant and they just joined the procession. Just joined along, worshiping God, following God. It's amazing. Everything about this book, friends, is God's love towards people. Everything about this book is about God loving people. We cannot consume God's Word. We cannot follow God. We cannot do this thing called church building without also loving people at the same time. They're simultaneous. I love that. On one side, you have a love for God and a depth for God that I believe has no end. But on the other side, you have this increasing love for people. You have this increasing love for people and you want to see people come into contact with that love. It's amazing the way God sets it up. It's like a two-sided coin. It's a story. This book is about God in heaven who created you and desires to be in relationship with you. I have one point for us this morning if you're writing anything down about living the dream. It's this, as I live the dream, everyone benefits as I live my God-ordained, preordained dream, everyone benefits. Let's look back to our original text in, in, in Acts chapter 16. It says, When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew, his, he drew his sword. He was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. 
And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. But listen to what he said. Then he brought them out and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to have this salvation? What must I do? What's it going to take for me to be included in your dream? What's it going to take for me to be included in this thing that you have? What's it going to take because I want it? This is what I believe about you living your dream this morning, church. As you live your dream, everyone around you will benefit. Everybody around you will be somehow changed by you living your dream. See, the thing about your dream, it's not just for you. I'm going to say that again, maybe again after that. As you live your dream, it's not about you. You live your dream for other people. And that's the thing about loving God as we go out and we do everything we're called to do, whether it's running companies or being entrepreneurs or just raising families. As we live the dream that God has for us, everyone around us will benefit. Everyone around us will be better off. Everyone around us will be impacted because we have the love of God on the inside. Everything changes for people around us. I wonder when it comes to the Jeremiah 29.11 in your life, is it just you that benefits? Is it just you that is better off? See, the world had changed for this jailer on this day. This guy looking after this jail, man, he thought it was all over. But the amazing thing about it was all beginning for him. He thought it was all over. He was about to end it. Could you imagine the difference that that would have made for his family? He was the head of his household. But let's keep reading. Speaking of other people, it didn't just benefit him. In verse 31, it says this, Believe in the Lord Jesus, they told him, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him. And verse 33, And he took them the same hour of the night, washed their wounds, and he was baptized at once. But listen to it. He and all his family. He and all his family. But it keeps going. Then he brought them up to the house. He set food before them. But it says he rejoiced along with his entire household. I love that. That's a kingdom principle. It affected one person, but it wasn't just the one person. It affected all of his household as well. It affects everyone in a good way. (laughs) It's amazing. I wonder when it comes to your dream. You want to live your dream? Have you ever thought about the impact it can have on the world around you? Think about generosity. Maybe you do want to start a company. Maybe you do want to make money and be successful. You can live that dream. God's not afraid of that dream, but I wonder what the impact is for the people around you. I wonder what the impact could be for Jesus on the people around you as you go and do that thing, whatever that looks like. I pray we'd be the type of church. I pray we'd be the type of Christians today that when we go and live the dream this summer and into the seasons ahead, we would just know this is not just about us, but this is for everyone as well. This is for everyone else. Amen. You received that word this morning? Awesome. Why don't you stand with me? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.